0: Oh, this is our cute meat? Yes. This is our cute meat.
1: Meat cute. Uh, oh, cute. cute. Oh, meat cute. It's
0: meat cute, drunkie. <laughs> <laughs> this is our meat cute. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, I'm David Leet, the founder of the website Leet's Culinaria.
1: And I'm Amy Traverso, food editor and co-host of the public television
0: show Weekends with Yankee. And we are your co-hosts of Talking With My Mouthful, a podcast about food, food food-adjacent stuff, and sometimes has nothing to do with food because sometimes all we want to do is just gab with each other.
1: (laughs) So, David, how was your most recent food fortnight?
0: My most recent food fortnight has been chock-a-block with food. We have a guest, our friend Nora, or Norita, as we call her. She's from Uruguay. Mm, and She's with us for the month. Nice. And so I've been cooking all the time. And so we had carnitas, Mm -hmm. which was just marvelous. And then she loves her, what she calls her cocoa cake. Her cocoa cake. So it's a coconut layer cake, but this is like the old fashioned kind, Mm -hmm. triple layer, really dense cake and then the filling is it's got milk and granulated sugar and some all-purpose flour Ooh. and tons and tons of shredded coconut Oh, nice! and you cook it down until it gets real thick almost like a paste uh-huh. and then it has a seven-minute frosting did you know a seven-minute frosting is actually Italian meringue
1: oh yeah no I didn't know you that knew- <laughs>
0: Okay. Oh, like. Okay. I feel I so much better. I did
1: know. I thought I mean it makes sense now that you said it. That's what I, I when I said, "Oh yeah, I meant like, oh yeah, that makes sense," but I actually had not put that together
0: before. It, right? I didn't know that. I'm like, okay. What kind of frosting is this?" And I knew it was a seven-minute frosting.
1: Right, and right. And I
0: realized it's an Italian meringue. So I made that for her, and then I also made rhubarb jam, which I have never made. Oh,
1: nice. Cuz
0: we had all this rhubarb, which was great. And this is going on and on. And then we made Mussels in a creamy white wine and garlic sauce with toasted bread on the side. Oh my God, it was delicious. So what about you? How was your food fortnight?
1: Well, I, it was great. I did some cooking, but I also did some traveling. I just got back from England again, and uh, we again, had an amazing I know, again. it's kind of weird. This is not my normal thing oh, that yeah, I would have sure. these two back-to-back yeah. trips. Uh-oh. I just need to go on the record. I just but, yeah,
0: everyone needs to know that I am just not <laughs> this fabulous person who travels the world
1: all the every I've used other up episode. All- <laughs> I've used up all of my chips for the whole year, just so you know. It just happened. There were like two family things. But yeah, we had a great time and we had dinner at our friend Adam's house, Yeah, uh, who is sort of a regular on this podcast because we love him. And he and his husband, uh, Rupert, made the most amazing meal. Although Adam did most of the cooking. Rupert's the gardener. We had dinner in their back garden and it was so beautiful mm. and just that sort of English romantic garden scene. And um, he made this great... Persian rice dish with salmon and he had eaten mess for dessert Mm. and he made the coronation quiche for the appetizer and And it was his version was definitely flavorful Uh but I can imagine that without the stuff that I know he added to it it would have been kind of bland
0: as the French say As the French said, it was very bland.
1: (laughs) So last night we made, we had some people over, and I made um, honeydew salsa, honeydew and mango salsa. And that was for a hot night. It was so good. I just kind of, you know, made it up. But it was like honeydew, Mm -hmm. onion, mango, Um, I actually didn't have any lime juice, so I used a combination of orange juice and vinegar, which actually worked really well. very nice. Some salt, some cilantro, some serrano chile. It was really, really good. And then, I don't know, I'm kind of in a vinegar thing. Like, I made potato salad, and I realized, what even with a mayonnaise-based potato salad, you need that vinegar. You do. And there's this uh, company in Worcester, Massachusetts that you know called American Vinegar Works.
0: Wonderful company. And they make
1: vinegar. Oh, so good. And they, they do vinegar that takes three months to make. It's not that industrial kind of vinegar it's much milder it's much um, more round and not that sharp acidity yes. and uh, they make it in a lot of different flavors so I've been using that a lot in my cooking and then I'm getting ready to do some baking because I'm going to be seeing you today that's and right I made, I've, I've made a blueberry slab pie for that party that you're hosting okay
0: I just got to tell you something it better not Absolutely better not upstage (laughs) my strawberry icebox cake. Just got to let you know. You need to let it take second place, okay? Okay. I'll be very upset with all of my guests if they like your dessert more than mine. Uh, (laughs) I can't wait to see you in a couple of hours. It's
1: not enough that you're making all the savory things that everybody's going to be raving over that. No, you have to own every course. No,
0: we're both pretty, but I'm prettier, okay? (laughs) I'm prettier.
2: What about you, Adam? What was your food fortnight like? Oh, I mean, it was fantastic. You know, we're coming off of a week where we had a holiday recently. And so a lot of get togethers, of course, the ribs, the grilling, the burgers, all of those things. But I was going to share, actually, it's pretty similar, Amy, what you're just mentioning with your mango salsa. And I was going to ask you what to even call this because I don't know what to call it. It's kind of salsa, kind of dippy, tortilla dipping (laughs) food thing that I love every summer. My mother-in-law makes it with corn, black beans, and she dices some red pepper and then what I really love is some red wine vinegar, again, with the vinegar mm-hmm. theme, but she adds a little bit of sugar, olive oil, and, and fresh parsley, mm. and I could eat an entire bowl of this thing by myself. Something with the vinegar and the corn. It's got a touch of sweetness mm. in it, yep. too. It's got all the things that for me. tang.
1: It sounds a little like cowboy caviar, which That's is That's what I was like,
2: going to say, cowboy caviar. Yeah. That is so funny you just mentioned that, because my parents and my sister, basically my whole family, other than myself, live in Austin, Texas. Really? That's right. You live in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, Buffalo. We don't get the Texas things in Buffalo. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but they made Texas caviar. And I'm like, what the hell is Texas caviar?
0: That's probably cowboy caviar.
2: That's
1: got to be it. Yeah, you'll get the, the recipes everywhere. It's like really, it's very popular. Yeah, we
0: have one on the site from Dory Greenspan. Actually. Oh,
1: really? Wow.
0: Cowboy caviar from Dory Greenspan has variety of beans or black beans, uh, scallions, garlic, red onion, bell pepper, jalapeno, corn kernels, medium tomatoes, really finely chopped, some cilantro, avocado salt, hot sauce. So there's no vinegar in her. Oh, and then the vinaigrette, yeah. The vinaigrette is olive oil, and then a lemon zest and juice, ground cumin, sea salt, smoked paprika, and honey. That's what that is.
1: All right, it's that special time in the podcast that we always look forward to. It's mailbag time. I sound like Oprah.
0: Yes, yeah, you do. All right, so a what car do we for have you, here? a car for you, and a car for you.
1: All right, what do we have here? We've got a really nice note from Christine Cronus that we're actually gonna play for you. Hello, David and Amy. It's Christine Cronus. Just wanted to let you know how much I'm enjoying eating with my mouthful.
0: She means Two talking. Of you have
1: such a lively and convivial <laughs> rapport, and I always learn something new. Aww. Although I would have preferred not to have learned about the Velveta truffles, <laughs> I'm still laughing. However, about Amy's buffalo
0: wings story, <laughs> so that's
1: where they come from.
0: <laughs> oh, that's sweet. She means, of course, talking that's with so my nice. mouthful. That's so that's sweet. Okay. Thank I've you, Christine. Too. And we, Adam. This is actually for you. Now our last guest was William Hansen who is the etiquette expert from Britain and etiquette. he's a oh, etiquette. etiquette etiquette expert and he's also the co-host <laughs> of Help I've Sexted My Boss podcast with Jordan North, but he wrote us a lovely thank you note, everyone. He really is an example of what he teaches. Oh, my God. It's like the
1: best thank you note I've ever read.
0: Yes, and then part of it, we're just going to read it. This is actually for Adam. He says, I agreed to do your podcast for many reasons, but mainly as the audio quality of you both and guests was so good. I can't bear podcasts where it's a painful listen and just various Zoom audio tracks spliced together. Kudos and credits to you all, especially... Adam.
1: Yay. Yay,
0: Adam. What a nice guy.
1: And it is really important to us that this sound really high quality, radio quality. And Adam is the one that makes that happen.
0: And Which is why we're going in hock to be able to get this to have (laughs) great sound to absolutely (laughs) compete with radio.
1: (laughs) So, Adam, I have a question for you. Okay. Do you know what today is?
2: Uh, the dreaded question. <laughs> immediately know that I've forgotten something.
1: You have. Uh, it's our first anniversary as a thruple.
2: Congratulations. Oh, right. You're
0: in a thruple.
1: How contemporary. I'm going to play the role of the angry wife whose yeah. husband forgot. And I'm so. going to play the
0: role of the gay man who's getting second fiddle all the time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this is the f- the the one year anniversary of our podcast in its current form. We have loved every minute of doing it. And um, I think if anyone's been listening from the beginning, you'll know that Adam has sort of been taking a larger and larger role and really Absolutely. has become a thruple. And it's because we just love him so much. So um, happy anniversary, you guys. Happy anniversary, happy anniversary
0: sweetheart. And happy anniversary, Adam. <laughs> and yep. to celebrate our one year anniversary as a thruple, we have all grabbed a drink of summer. Well, not Adam, but Amy and I have a drink of summer. So Amy, what are you drinking?
1: And whose fault is it that Adam doesn't have a drink of summer? It's
0: because ours, ours. we We forgot forgot to tell tell him.
2: well.
1: <laughs> We're like, oh yeah, Adam, will yeah. make that drink, and we'll make these drinks, and then we never told him. And then
2: him. we all <laughs> forgot to tell us. Feels like a real relationship, a mind-reading relationship. Yes. <laughs> Very familiar. I mean,
1: communication problems. We need a therapist. <laughs> Adam, when you say that you don't have a drink, I feel...
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> oh. <sighs> okay, so this is like a drinkable news segment. We usually do, you know, the news of the week, or the news of the fortnight, but um, what we looked at, what we were interested in this week is there are these drinks that are considered the drink of the summer, and David, you have the first one, right? I do.
0: I have a Tinto Verano, which is Sprite, red wine, and lemon, and I've got to tell you- He's half
1: in the bag already. I
0: have been (laughs) slugging, slacking back on this, and we've had a lot of problems with this episode because it's only 10 (laughs) o'clock in the morning, and I've been drinking through the whole thing, and I have to tell you, it is surprisingly, surprisingly good. I mean, who would have thought? I know Sprite and wine, but it really is surprisingly good.
1: You know, when I was growing up, my grandparents would have Italian red wine, mm-hmm. like often limbrusco, like a dry limbrusco right. with ginger ale, and oh, yeah. I think I think they made it up, but it was good. I use mm-hmm. they would you know occasionally take a little tiny sip, and yeah. there's something to it.
0: Yeah, and okay. what about you?
1: My drink is the Espresso Tonic, which is another drink of summer. So it's um, it's a shot of espresso iced mm-hmm. with tonic water. So I have a bottle of tonic. I thought I'd try to like get this on on the mic. I don't oh, know Oh, that'd be
2: nice. Ooh. Oh, that's you lovely. Hear it? Yes, it's like a All commercial. Right. Very satisfying.
1: And I did a twist of orange. You could do a twist of lemon as well, but I don't know. I just thought orange would be better. I'm going to try it now. Okay. I didn't stir it, but we'll see. You know what? I was really suspicious of this mm-hmm. one. It's actually really good. Is it really? Yeah, I think it's because the the espresso has like bitter and acidic notes. Mm-hmm. And the that's exactly what tonic water is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it actually it's worked and it's refreshing. This is gonna be like my sophisticated offering to friends when they come over for dinner. Like instead of, you know. Do you want coffee? It'll be like, you want an espresso tonic?
0: Yes. And I don't think I'm going to (laughs) serve this particular Tinto Verano to my guests because they'll be sloshed (laughs) before we even start eating.
1: (laughs) Do you think it's the sugar plus the wine? I don't know what it is. I really
0: only had maybe. A quarter of the glass. <laughs> of course, the glass is the size of a bucket. But uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> It's an Ina Garten glass. So everybody, wait till the end of this episode because Adam will put together a little little collage of David's yes. screw-ups.
0: <laughs> Hiccups. Uh, so Adam, what are you drinking? We know we didn't tell you to drink. He was supposed I'm to sorry. drink, by the way. He was supposed to be drinking a Coke Americana, which is a Diet Coke or a Coke with a shot of espresso. Instead Instead, Adam reached for? Bottle
2: of whiskey. That's what's Mm. close. And Mm -hmm. uh, maybe not what I would uh, grab on a 90-degree hot summer day. So maybe not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But he always has that bottle next to him when he's working with us, (laughs) just in case. And it's
2: always open, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But in any event, cheers to you both. Cheers Cheers to to you you It has
0: been a great year, and I love working with both of you, and I look forward to season four.
1: Me too. Me too. Uh, You know, I I just want to say, no matter, we've been doing this for a year, life is always full of lots of things. And even when I've been having a tough week, if I knew we had a recording session, I knew that I was going to laugh a lot that day. And that's been such a joy. Good
0: point. Good point. Yeah. So to celebrate this auspicious milestone of us being together for a year, season three of the show, we've put together several clips of our favorite segments to be able to share with you, talk about relive. Amy, this happens to be about you, so why don't you set it up?
1: Yeah, well, actually, um, per Christine Cronus's nice note, this right. is the Buffalo Wing segment that we that, that came up when we were doing our summer grilling episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and Adam, why don't you roll that tape? All right. I went to high school with a very lovely but incredibly gullible and sort of spacey young lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somehow buffalo wings came up over the lunch table. I don't know if they were serving them. As
0: it does usually at lunch tables.
1: As it does. And um, she said, well, I mean, what are buffalo wings anyway? No, and of no, course, no. You no. could see the light, the like <laughs> eyes lighting up around the table. So I was like, well, you know, buffalo used to have Wings, like they, um, oh God. Oh. they, you know, when they lived on the prairie, they would fly across the prairie. Um, <laughs> oh, but over time,
3: too
0: cruel.
1: <laughs> over time, they, you know, they lost them, like through evolution. But baby buffalo are born with the wings, and they fall off, you know, like really early on, and so they just take the wings and they, <laughs> <laughs> and they toss them, and you know.
0: She oh, was my. like,
1: wow. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you? I, we were probably about 16 or
2: 17.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. oh, my God, my face is hurting. Uh, oh, that's yeah, hysterical.
2: That's a good one. <laughs> It's funny the uh, second time. It's even funnier, (laughs) I think.
0: I mean, you don't get tired of that, that someone actually could fall for that. And the fact that you did it, Uh, little sweet Ames did something uh, like that, (laughs) deviously funny. Oh, that's hysterical. Oh, boy. All right, David, what do we have next? Next is Paul Hollywood and the Great British Bake Off episode.
1: David, how starstruck were you when you saw him come on that screen?
0: Oh, I gotta tell you, those blue eyes, they could stop traffic. They are so gorgeous, (laughs) but he was such a nice guy. The thing is, You didn't think he was gonna be nice. You didn't know if he was gonna be nice. And he is just like he is on TV. And so that was wonderful. And then he talks about a huge mistake he made when he was starting out. I think he was working at a hotel And he made a mistake, and uh, it's very funny. So, Adam, roll the tape on this one. And what is your greatest faux pas you've made in the kitchen? Uh, I did once,
3: when I was starting off, I I salted a 1,000 donuts instead of sugar in them. (laughs) (laughs) We sold all of them, and I only had one complaint. One complaint?
1: You were doing salted caramel before salted (laughs) caramel was cool. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think, David, one thing I love about that clip is that we're always big advocates of sharing when we make mistakes yes. in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, because, A, it's funny, and, B, it, it take, makes it less intimidating. And I love that he's willing to admit that too.
0: Yeah, me. and the fact that he all of them were sold, that's amazing. What were people thinking? And no thinking? complaints. Yes. I mean, <laughs> donuts are heavily sugared, and he's putting heavily salted donuts out there, and people didn't complain, so... Who knows? Tastes were a changing back then.
1: Just shows what a master he is. at, I guess all kinds of big things that that could still taste good. All right, I love this next one because yes. this is when we had our better halves join us on the podcast. Yes, and I well, the first one I'm emb- I'm very embarrassed because Scott and Alan both, my Scott, your Alan, mm. uh, told the truth about that we're both messy cooks, which terribly course, messy cooks. It's really embarrassing. Here we go. <laughs> okay, well, I will. I'm going to share. Scott is an amazing husband and partner with my work, but there is a thing about dishes. I don't know if you guys have this, but if the dishes are from a, a work recipe test, oh,
0: he doesn't clean them.
1: He doesn't clean them up. <laughs> if it's regular dinner that I make for the family, he always does the dishes, which I love. It's so uh-huh. nice. Yeah. But if it's a work
3: thing, then I do
0: the dish. You're on your <laughs> own This own, is
3: a good thing. Thank you, Scott. I have something new for my artillery. Well, absolutely. do you find when David's cooking, I mean, do all chefs work this way where they seem to use every tool, implement, and dish? Like Shh. Absolutely. They're making, and it's a <laughs> mess. They're making macaroni and cheese, and there's 78 yeah. things that need to get <laughs> Out watched. of a box. And there's still... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so.
1: Oh, it's so embarrassing because obviously chefs are taught to clean as they go. They are. And I
0: should I, do better. I missed that day in culinary school. I did not <laughs> go that day. And to this day, I have tried, since we had that <sighs> episode, I've tried yes. to be a cleaner cook and I simply just cannot. It's impossible. I,
1: I know. I know. I try, I've try. i tried to, I make like incremental progress, but then when I, you know, a lot of times like for our show, mm-hmm. I'll be cooking with a chef for a segment right? and I'll watch them and they're just constantly cleaning and I'm like, like, yep, I'm going to do that. Yeah, I never do. Yep, nope,
0: no, I never do, <laughs> never do.
1: Okay, and then the next one was so charming because, well, I love you guys. You guys have that wonderful, like, patter. You guys have great, very complimentary senses of humor, you and Alan. And this is you telling the story of how you met. Oh,
0: this is our cute meet? Yes. This is our cute meet. Meet cute. It's uh, meet oh, meet cute. cute. Oh. It's meet cute, drunky. <laughs> <laughs> This is our meet-cute. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Alan, how did you guys meet?
3: We met on the Want ads. We did.
0: He's my mail-order husband.
3: Exactly. (laughs) 29 years ago, um, David put an ad in New York Magazine which, of course, I got every every single week. And friends of mine had said, oh, you know, you should try dating that way or something like that. And anyway, that's how we met. He wrote an ad, Aww. a very long ad, because, you know, David is a big talker.
0: Very specific. And he had
3: um, kind of some general things in there that really did not apply to him. Here we go. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like Yeah, I wrote the it, ad for somebody like, else, yeah. Yeah, he wrote it for somebody else.
1: Blonde, blue eyed. Uh,
3: yeah, he didn't have those descriptors. But things that he liked to do, you know, like long walks on the beach. So that particular year I took him we went to friends of mine in Shelter Island yeah. for Thanksgiving and all he did was complain how cold it was. It walking was the on coldest the
0: Thanksgiving on record for Shelter Island. Yeah. I'm not about to walk my ass on a beach on the coldest Thanksgiving on record. And and
3: antiquing? Most people antique for at least half a day or a whole day, right, Amy? Right? No. yeah, yeah.
0: Half hour. Half hour
3: was all David could and do. And I'm done.
0: So- uh, the one, can we talk about the fact that it said anything subtitled and you fell asleep the first time we saw a subtitled movie and you've fallen asleep every time we've seen a, a subtitled if movie? If
3: the movie isn't good, I'm not staying awake. That's all there is to it. That's how we met. <laughs>
0: I love you guys. It's so funny. And this is going to be our 30th anniversary uh, this Aww. fall. Yeah. And he still, we started to watch like Water for Chocolate because it's there's a ballet in the city, like Water for Chocolate. And right. he went to see it with some friends and he wanted to see the movie. He had no idea it was subtitled. We did not get through the first four minutes without him saying, turn it off. I don't want to watch it. <laughs>
1: I just love you guys. That, I love that one. Um, but, it, you know, it's not always skits and giggles around here. No. Sometimes we like to talk about real you things. You say skits and giggles? <laughs> skits and giggles. You mean shits and giggles. The, well, I was trying to be peachy about it.
0: Oh, that. so skits now we have to giggles, put the so E on cute. the Apple podcast for explicit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes we wanted to talk about real stuff. And mm. I loved our conversation with Patty Hienich, yeah. uh, the wonderful chef and host of Patty's Mexican Table. At um, PBS. Which, on PBS, uh, she's del- she's delightful in every way, and her food is amazing. And we talked about sort of representation in food, which is an issue people have been talking about a lot. And who gets to represent, a, you know, a specific cuisine? Because obviously, in the past, it was mostly sort of Anglo American people uh, t- educating us about Mexican food on television. And Patty had some really great thoughts about it. So you just spoke to something that I've been thinking about and David has as well, which is, you know, I think a lot of Americans became familiar with Mexican food beyond Tex-Mex through the work of people like Rick Bayless or Diana Kennedy, and they've done excellent work. But I think right now there's also a question of, do we need American or British translators to be Mm -hmm. explaining Mexican food to the majority of Americans? Yes,
4: and I think that's such an important point I feel that when I started Paris Mexican Table, which was excruciatingly difficult to get off the ground. I mean, mm-hmm. yes. it took me over three, four years. And the biggest part of it, the biggest obstacles were my accent. A lot of people, networks and WETA and APT too, like they were worried about people not understanding my Accent. So my accent was one thing. And then also a lot of people thinking that Mexican food was too ethnic. Of course, we're talking about 10 yeah. years That's ago. That's
0: so crazy. Of course, yes.
4: You know, everything that I was saying was, why do we need to get taught what Mexican food is by non-Mexicans? Why can't Mexicans share Mexican food? Why can Chinese share, Mm. you know, Chinese food? And with our memories and histories and language, this has mm-hmm. been, so Patty's Mexican Table, when I started the show, we used to translate everything that I did in Mexico. Slowly mm. but surely, everything that we do in Mexico now, we subtitle because the great. audience has changed. It has opened. It's willing to listen to a dialogue in spanish mm-hmm. most people prefer that genuine conversation that with subtitles but 10 years ago you couldn't do that so yeah. but i also think that then there's the politically correct police right so, so i yeah. think everybody has a right to cook mexican food everybody mm-hmm. and if you go to mexico and learn and want to share it like by all means if you want to open up a restaurant by all means to give you an example there's a fabulous restaurant here in D.C. that's called Tiger Fork. The chef Mm -hmm. is Peruvian. The cuisine is Chinese food, mainly from Hong Kong. It is Mm -hmm. extraordinary. He lived in Hong Kong. He trained in Hong Kong. He came back and he's passionate about Hong Kong and and, and Chinese Mm -hmm. food. Why can't he, you know? Well, he Mm -hmm. did, he could, and it's phenomenal. And he's Honoring the cuisine and he's giving credit, you know, yes. Yes. where he lear- he's learned and he took the time and he spent, you know, his years learning. And so I think there's a way to do it that's, yes. Yeah. Okay. But I also think there's the extreme that says if you're not Mexican, you can't. Right. And then there's yes. the shades of grace. Like, do you have to be a certain color to cook something? Mm-hmm. Right. Because people don't yeah. understand either that in Mexico, there's all colors of people yeah. that are Mexican. Yeah. In, so I guess we get boggled down in all of that. I love that.
0: Uh, me too. And I think what's so great about that, is she says the most important things is learn, honor, and credit.
1: Yes. And
0: I think when you do that, you can do anything because you are really humbling yourself to another culture to understand it. And then <laughs> you are honoring it by what you do and then you are crediting it. Yeah. I just think that's wonderful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, in recent years, people have been sort of called out for quote unquote appropriation,
0: mm-hmm.
1: have just failed to give credit and yeah. and, and, and failed so. to honor
0: or failed to learn properly. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so I think her, it's a great, I think, outline for yes. someone who wants to learn another culture and cook another culture.
3: Yeah. I think that's
0: yeah. wonderful. Yeah. So next.
1: <laughs> I love
0: this one. Next comes right from our last episode with William Hansen, who is the uh, etiquette expert from Britain. <laughs> and what Amy and I tried to do is we tried to throw every instance of bad behavior at him that either we experienced or we have witnessed or we've heard about. And so this last one, there was a very, very rude host. And he <laughs> did something and William was appalled. So... Yes roll that rude footage adam what do you do when one of your hosts decides in the middle of dinner to announce that they're tired and they go to bed leaving the whole dinner table and the other host alone i just wouldn't invite them again <laughs> But they were the <laughs> host as that they were oh, the, sorry they're the host they're the host the host gets
2: up oh i'm and goes sorry to bed. i thought they were <laughs> no wow. it's the host got up and went to bed Wow. Well, uh, if someone did that for me, well, if I did that at one of my, or let's say, no, let's say I went to a friend's house and they announced that, I would probably just then say, oh, right, okay, uh, well, right, okay, well, we'll go. Uh, mm. And then just just go and say, gosh, I'm, I'm so sorry, we've clearly outstayed our welcome. I'm sorry. But wow. So did yeah. that actually happen? Sorry, that, that's blown my mind. Has that actually ab- happened? That actually happened. Yes, it did.
3: And yes, what did it you did. all do? <laughs> Okay, this is full confession. I was the host. <laughs> 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 Take,
2: okay. And did Wow, okay. Poor Amy, Alan. were you at this will... dinner
0: party? No, she wasn't. This is before That's Amy not. and I were friends. I will admit I this was a period where I was deeply, deeply depressed. And I just yeah, I was it. so exhausted that I just I kinda quietly went up to bed. And then everyone wondered where I was for the next hour before they realized I wasn't coming back down. <laughs> Alan has never let me forget. He, yeah, he what continued. did he do?
2: How did he tell the guests?
0: Just he said, I don't know where he is. And then so the thing that was even more embarrassing is some of them came upstairs to say goodnight to me and I was already asleep. <laughs> oh my, I'm probably your worst. I'm so embarrassed. I'm probably your worst in case ever.
2: Wow. <laughs> yeah. David, I'm gonna have to you're gonna have to write in to help at sexidlinevolts.com. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they did they went up some of them went up to say good night to see if I was okay cuz they knew that I was terribly depressed. I was terribly terribly
2: depressed at that point. Oh, well that's oh, nice David. that they came to to check up on you. They did some yeah. of them did. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, my goodness.
1: (laughs) I loved watching you re-listen to that. You were like,
0: you had your hands up over your face. (laughs) I'm just so embarrassed by that. I really should write in to help I've sexed in my boss (laughs) and ask them how can I make amends to these poor people because I made a mistake. I realized when I started saying that, I said that the host announced that he was going up. I didn't announce. I slipped away. (laughs) Like as if I were going to the bathroom. So no one knew that he really had gone anywhere except (laughs) me the bathroom. So I think I'm going to write in, but oh my God, his reaction was
2: his. Hysterical, and um, no, you can intense. hear the moment his mind explodes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. David, when you mention it's yours, and he's he doesn't even know what to do at that point. The lap, he's like, oh, oh, okay, okay. okay. I know. <laughs> oh. Well, I loved also
1: how you set it up, like, well, what would you do if this crazy thing happened? And let me tell you what it was. I know. This host, okay, a host. Can you get believe this? A host. I know. Gets up.
0: <laughs> you
1: really set it up I for do. outrage.
0: Yeah. Oh, that was hysterical. <laughs> Oh, I am—I really—oh, I'm sweating through my shirt. It's so embarrassing. Oh, well, the next one. Let's let's move on to the next one because the next one's about Amy. This is about Amy because Amy has these moments of outrage every once in a while, and something just ticks her off, and she's got to get it off her chest. And the interesting thing is about this particular one. This is in our food trends and food fakes episode. She was done with outrage, so she thought.
1: After the past six years, I am so tired of my own outrage and indignation. Those are just two emotions I burned myself out on. So (laughs) I'm I'm just practicing not being outraged. Okay, so I did say that. I did say
2: that.
0: And then what, a minute later, she said this.
2: (laughs) Just short of a minute if we were keeping score.
0: So, actually, what do you think about this whole food trending, this whole, you know, what is going to be popular and stuff? Do you think there's any merit to it, really?
1: I think a lot of it is honestly manufactured for PR. You know, I get a lot of press releases saying, like, Mm -hmm. such and such is going to be the new. Furthermore, let me just say, on top of that, speaking of... Garbage manufactured things. What about National Jelly Bean Day? National Caramel Day? Yep. National Steak Day? When did, who, according to who? Who, like, when exactly. did this happen? I did not grow up <laughs> celebrating. Oh my
0: God.
1: It just makes me crazy. <laughs> oh, I,
0: guess- I am hearing indignation and outrage oh, coming right. out again. I have
1: not burned myself out. Oh.
0: <laughs> 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 Yeah, Amy, you've done really well. <laughs> Therapy, wow, gold star with you, gold star. You're you probably you're probably your you're oh probably God. your therapist's favorite patient. <laughs> uh, don't you want to
1: believe that though? I, yeah, do. I do all the time. <laughs> like, oh, she really looks forward to our sessions. I'm the one she likes the most.
0: <laughs> I'm the prettiest. <laughs> yeah, so you've worked. We haven't had any outrageous or outraged. No, in I haven't moments. been
1: super outraged lately. But I, you've love you've been traveling that too much. I,
0: That's why. Uh,
1: yeah, that I'm so happy. (laughs) I just love that I set myself up that way. Okay, the last clip from our Valentine's Day episode is hands down, thumbs down. Thumbs down. My favorite (laughs) episode of the entire season, and let's just run it.
0: I'm going to try to keep this G-rated, but uh, remember I asked the question of how many people actually have sex on Valentine's Day? Yes. Well, (laughs) this was one time that um, we did, and... (laughs) This guy sprained both of my thumbs. (laughs) Both of them. I had to go to the hospital on Valentine's Day. He thought he was being funny by pushing me down on the bed, and when he did, it's just both thumbs. I just sprained them. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Thank God this isn't a television show.
3: Was there a moment where you were like, be- like "I feared gonna,
1: for I'm my life." Play this down. <laughs> you me? I feared for my life.
0: And then he had to come with me to the.
1: He came in. to the okay, emergency so then, room. So, okay, let's do a little role play, not that kind. I'm going to pretend I'm the doctor, right? I open the curtain. Oh, hello <laughs> Mr.
0: Lee. What brings you in? <laughs> I don't know. I think I probably said I fell or something, but the thing is both thumbs. I mean, it was just <laughs> It was so embarrassing. Oh, oh my, God. my God. I mean, it, they must have known something was up because it was Valentine's Day. Oh, my God. Anyway, so enough of me. And
1: let me just assure you, I dated the most horrible jerk of a guy in my 20s. Any Valentine's Day that was with this guy would be my worst. I don't even – I blocked it all out. However, this person did work in a hospital at one point. Mm-hmm. And they do tell stories. <laughs> if like, they do, they talk about it. If something funny happens with things inserted in place, <laughs> yeah, that gets every yeah. family member and friend of that person <laughs> will hear all about it. So just <laughs> HIPAA be damned. <laughs> <laughs>
0: HIPAA be damned. Oh my God. Well, that's an example, like we said at the top of the show. Sometimes we just, we don't talk about food at all. We just like to talk (laughs) and chat. That's one of those examples. Oh, my. Oh,
1: David. There's nothing I love more than when you're laughing, having told, having revealed something, and you say, I'm so embarrassed. The way you say it, it's just like, (laughs) I think I'm going to just have this episode in my pocket when I'm having a bad day.
0: (laughs) It's the best. Oh, my God. Well, you know, of this, I think it's 31 episodes we've done this season. Each and every one has been special in different ways, but I think these are some of the highlights, and, and I have loved working with you, Amy, love working with you, Adam, and I think this shows how much fun we have on this show, and yeah. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to season four where we have even more fun.
1: And we will be back in September. And in the meantime, if you miss us, you can listen to all the many episodes we recorded this season. It's not gonna be a very long
0: hiatus. Oh, oh, oh. And there was someone actually sent in a donation. Someone supported us. So thank you. Thank you so much, whoever you are. The thing is, it doesn't tell us who supported us. So if you are that person, I know I'm opening a door by asking this. If you donated us, If you donated to us, write in and let us know. But let us know the amount of money you donated, and we'll mention you on the Premier episode of season four.
1: And just to quickly explain that, on the show page on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen to this, you'll see a link. You can support the podcast by making a small donation, any amount, mm-hmm. large one would even be great. Wonderful. Uh, but your support would go a long way to helping us keep going with this podcast. And if you can't do that, just leave us a review because that really does help. Well, David, I guess this is the end of our I know. third season. Well,
0: I'll see you tonight, but I'll
1: see yeah. you tonight.
0: <laughs> it, it is the end of our third season. So every Everyone have a great summer. Adam, have a great summer. Amy, see you tonight. And everyone out there, hope you have a wonderful, tasty, and delicious summer. And see you in the fall. Talking With My Mouthful is produced by Overit Studios. And our producer is one-third of our hearts, Adam Claremont. You can reach Adam and Overt Studios at overtstudios.com. And remember to follow Talking With My Mouthful wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to tell your friends about us. We'd love to have them join us next season. Ciao.
1: Bye, David.
2: It's,
0: it's- mail!
2: The mailman just ran away. Never
0: again. <laughs> Maybe. May, may Amy, I'm the one drinking. I don't know. <laughs> you always no, say, let's just go mailbag time and then you go, mail
1: you, you, no, you were logging. Did you not see me like doing this? Alright. Okay. This is the last time. Okay. David, it's that special time in the podcast. Yes, it is, it is mailbag
3: time. time.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> David's... Nailed it. (laughs) We can't do it. We're going to be cancelled.